Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. The reign of Donald Trump is proving to be a blend of scandal, sideshow, and confusion for most everyone involved. Here's hoping that history will treat him better than most late-night talk show hosts. Does the Trump cloud have a silver lining? Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, weighs in on this topic. Lincoln, what do we need to know? You didn't realize the pun you put in there. I, I don't think there's a silver lining with Trump. It's mm-hmm. always gold. It's always gold. That's <laughs> 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 true. <laughs> He's outfitted the Oval Office, as is his right, with the yellow flash golden curtains. Oh, my. <laughs> Replacing the other color. I forget what it was before, but it wasn't yellow. Yeah. And uh, when I see his apartment and even his son's apartment and his wife's, you know, their, their family area at Trump Tower, yeah. while I might want a few of the million they have, I don't envy the decor. To me, <laughs> to me it looks like a picture out of the Midas Touch story mm. for teenagers. How everything <laughs> turned to gold and he was frozen in place. <laughs> a, little, a little over the top, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's a matter of personal taste. Sure, and, sure, and, no uh, problem. If you have a billion dollars, you can you can uh, indulge it. Yeah. But whether that metallic sheen can be applied to uh, church-state issues, we'll Mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certainly many people worried, but ironically, the religious right, for want of a better term, don't seem overly worried. A very strange statement made by Dr. James Dobson, who had a conversation with uh, Trump during the election, was convinced that he'd had a spiritual rejuvenation. Oh, how nice. Good. (laughs) For want of a better word. This was more than just a political alliance, that here there was a true believer now. Mm-hmm. Well, fine for him to say that, and, and I can't directly question it, but it's always possible when you're dealing with politicians in, in a political season that that's wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. What's certain, though, is that President Trump has shown a, an aggressive uh, willingness to follow through on promises made to the religious right, and that's not politically bad. I mean, they may be wrong promises, <laughs> but he's he's acting in good faith with his backers. Mm-hmm. And yet, from my perspective, that's troubling because he's allied himself with a group of people probably as good or moral or as spiritually committed as I am or would want to be. But I know their agenda is problematic. And the way I've often characterized what it's developed into is it's religious entitlement. Mm. And I don't even think they would directly challenge that. They want a seat at the table. They want laws that support their views on everything from uh, abortion to uh, how we relate to or or are empowered not to relate to gays and so on. Mm -hmm. They're not particularly wanting laws that are uh, on religion that are greatly sensitive to minorities, certainly not to Muslims. They want laws in the workplace, as with Hobby Lobby, to be uh, quite aggressively supporting and upholding religious viewpoints, even if that takes away from the workers' rights. So it's it's problematic. And, and, and with Trump's overcompensation, <laughs> whatever he does, he does in an extreme way. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. It might not be good for the subtleties of religious liberty. All of us that are involved with religious liberty as it's administered by government, 
know that it's in the subtleties that the difference between religious repression and true religious freedom exists. You'd be surprised how many cases I've had to look at that on the face of it, they seem fine, but when you think through the implications, you realize this is going to restrict somebody's freedom of conscience. So I think we're in a dangerous time, even as there's lots of talk about religious freedom. I've got an article in front of me from a fairly uh, suspect source from a lot of people, Church State magazine by the Americans United for Separation of Church and State. I myself think that at times they're so aggressively separationist that they uh, don't give much credit for the faith position of different churches. But structurally or, or constitutionally, they're onto something. And, oh, they go on and on about the dangers of Trump and as well as his vice president who is the true believer. There's yes, no question yes. that Vice President Pence has brought hook, line, and sinker into uh, the, the right-wing religious agenda because this is his agenda. Mm-hmm. And I would never say he's a bad person at all. In fact, I like his personal style very much. But he was thoroughly implicated in a disastrous last experience on the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in Indiana a few years ago. We can only expect him to be uh, pushing Trump to adopt more things. Now, recently we had the executive order on religious freedom from uh, Donald Trump, which curiously didn't go as far as we thought. It didn't directly undo what is known as the Johnson Amendment, Mm -hmm. but it, it moves in that direction to empower religious entities as political action groups. And you and I recently were talking about the Reformation. And, you know, that was the problem, at least in the build-up to the Reformation, that the then Catholic Church was a political force. And it used its influence for very bad ends, to persecute and to enrich itself from the public coffers. We don't want that again. And, of course, one of the aspects that is coming around again, particularly through Betsy DeVos, the Education Department, is... uh, pushing for vouchers, or in other words, increased public money funding of church schools. Right, right. So uh, the old battles are being drawn again under the rubric of a breath of fresh air for religious freedom. And it's not anti-freedom, but it's sort of a false model that is freedom for some and a marginalization or restriction for others. You know, Lincoln, as I listen to you talk here, something just struck me as a little bit odd, and correct me if I'm wrong here. The right-wing conservatives seem to be blind to the moral issues of their politicians because they want moral issues in the government, and the, the, the left-wing liberals seem to be obviously studying the morals of the politician and do not want the government to dictate morals back in their direction. Am I right in saying that? Yes, and that's the problem. The, yes. Some of the secularists, who are not always the same as liberals, right. but some of the secularists have seized on the uh, the Constitution and the First Amendment as a way to uh, marginalize religious viewpoints. Right. And that's right. unfortunate. And unfortunately, in response, I don't know which came first, to be honest, but certainly, in a certain sense, in response, the uh, religious forces who are hell-bent, it seems, to gain political power, their their reach gets more extreme, reach for power and protection and so on. And they ignore the moral issues in the people involved. 
you know, there's a certain inbuilt uh, cynicism in this whole thing, which always comes from joining religion and politics. Mm. Because politics is the art of compromise, of deception, mm. <laughs> of expediency. And religion does not compromise. A religion thinks these things through. They're entering onto enchanted ground, in my view. Mm. But in the biggest sense, no, America's not uh, consciously moving toward an illiberal state on religion generally. And we printed in Liberty Magazine a very powerful statement that the president made at the National Prayer Breakfast, where he's going to uphold religious freedom in the U.S. and, you know, connecting it to its historic legacy. And that's true. That's fine. But, you know, good words can't cover for poor action models. Yes, yes. And uh, we do have some reason to believe, as I say, some of the allies and the backers of this administration who are expecting support, that their agenda is problematic. There's no question on that. They're not people wanting to harm you or me, but they could create, in fact, they will create a new model of religious liberty, as I said, that is more entitlement than freedom for all to believe or not believe. You know, that comes hard to people that believe firmly in the religious viewpoint. And it came very hard to the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages. You had no freedom to be a uh, an agnostic or, or a doubter. No, you, you, since you were facing hellfire, they were going to give it to you here and now. <laughs> That's basically better to, to burn your body than lose your soul, right, in their view. Right, right. And there's an element of that bubbling up, I think. look at this situation as church members, uh, and you have made it very clear what we're up against. What do we do, Lincoln? How do we face this? How do we respond? Well, you know, the, the presidential system is not easily changed, and the U.S. system gives you four years of, of, of a pretty open rule. Yeah. But always the constituency uh, have a say, and, and at least in how public policy is formulated, and people need to make their views known to their senator and congressman, write letters to the newspapers and so on. No politician, unless that person is determined to be a pure, absolute dictator, and even then, you know, uneasy rests the crown if they uh, (laughs) oppose people too much. Uh, They can't ignore it. So we have an obligation to affect the public mood and expectation on on religious liberty, as, as indeed many other areas. So we shouldn't go quietly into that good night. Yes, yes. I like that because sometimes we feel disconnected from Washington, but in this day and age with Facebook and with uh, all these other ways and websites. Even Twitter. And Twitter. <laughs> yes, just just get up in the morning and tweet something and, and put it out there. Certain irony there. Yes, there is. But yes, there is. At the highest level, Twitter has become a tool. Why not use it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, of course, you've also said on this program many times that what we say in response to what we perceive to be uh, against what we want for our country, what we want for our church, what we want for the people of this country, has to be spoken as Christ spoke, in love. It has to be sharp. It has We're to not be... called to be uh, revolutionaries no. or, or naysayers. 
impediments to the public good and, and to a reasonable operation of, of public institutions? Of course not. But yeah. in the United States and in other Western democracies, we have obligations as citizens to let our views bubble up and, and uh, be taken into account as public policy is enacted. So if there is a tweet that you don't like, listener, tweet back. That's the, that's the message we're saying right. here. Absolutely. Keep the imaginative language at bay. Though. There you go. Absolutely. Tweet in love. Tweet in love. Don't be a troll. I mean, I do know the language. Don't be a troll. <laughs> don't be a troll. Don't be a troll. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. LibertyMagazine.org is the website. Listen to programs. Read Lincoln's blogs. Leave comments. We'd love to hear from you there as well. They're all there waiting for you at LibertyMagazine.org. Thank you, Lincoln, for your words of wisdom and guidance today. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.